It may feel like we cannot overcome anxiety at times, but if we've learnt it, if our subconscious minds have learnt these things, then they can unlearn them. Hello and welcome to this episode of Overcoming Anxiety with Dawn Morgan. Good afternoon, good evening or good morning to you all. So what happens in our bodies when we're suffering from anxiety? We get a fear response. Anxiety, even mild anxiety, can trigger the fear response because something is indicating there's danger. When our bodies sense danger, whether real or not, they initiate a fear response. It's also referred to as the flight, fight, freeze response. Our subconscious mind reacts much faster than our conscious minds. It reacts to imminent danger. This perceived or real danger, where either or, it can be perceived, it can be real, it excites a sympathetic nervous system. Some big words here. Um, and this system, which works unconsciously to regulate many functions of the body, as well as the adrenal cortex, which releases epinephrine, which regulates blood pressure and muscle constriction, or the hypothalamus, which is an area of the brain that controls lots of your basic bodily functions, and the pituitary gland, which controls many hormone glands and causes all of these things together, cause the following. Your pupils will dilate. They let more light in. They want to be able to see better. Your heart rate increases, pumps more oxygen to your muscles. Your blood pressure increases. Again, this is to get oxygen to the right places as fast as possible. Um, These things redirect all your blood to the areas required to fight off danger. So it's muscles or hormone centers, etc. And your breathing rate increases, which increases oxygen to the body. Blood glucose rises, so any glucose that is stored in your cells is released into the blood for increased energy. Adrenaline is released again. It's an energy provider. Brain activity is reduced. So our our thinking brain is turned off. It's absolutely too slow to be helpful in these danger situations. And that's quite often why if you feel flustered when you're anxious, you can't find the right words. And your digestive system activity stops. That's why many people are sick when they're fearful or anxious. The body doesn't want unanesthetic unnecessary weight um, if it needs to run away. So it just gets rid of it. And all of these triggers, all of these uh, symptoms can be instant and without warning at a blink of an eye. And sometimes we're even unaware of what has triggered the response. Our subconscious minds are always listening and something has triggered it. Sometimes we know, but not always. Now, you don't need to know about all those big words and, you know, you can ignore them completely, but recognize symptoms. Is, is this what happens to you? These responses in today's world, they're rarely actual threats, but more likely to be perceived threats because we're not living in a situation or most of us are not living in a situation where there's, you know, danger around every corner. But our subconscious minds can't differentiate 
They, they just can't interpret things correctly. So our lives are actually run by a subconscious minds. Our conscious minds or thinking minds are too slow. And they're also very detached most of the time. We, we're up in our heads. Our conscious minds are not even noticing what is going on around us. So as an example, take driving to work. How many times have you been parking the car at your destination and cannot even remember driving there, but you did so? Whether that is classed as safely with regards to road safety professionals or not, it's how most people drive, consciously unaware of the route, the things around us, how we're steering or braking or changing gear. We're just not really focused on it. Or perhaps when you leave for work in the morning, you're thinking about the shopping you need to do after work. And consequently, you have driven the opposite direction to what you need. Your thoughts are on the supermarket, not your workplace. Or what about when you are walking down the street thinking about anything other than walking down the street, like many of us do? When you feel yourself stepping back quickly out of the way of a cyclist who has mounted the pavement, before you even register he was there. This is your subconscious mind keeping you safe, obeying your instructions. We go into these trances, losing our conscious awareness into dreams, thoughts and virtual spaces, all in our heads, all of the time. Our conscious minds are focused on other things, so our subconscious mind takes over. You know, we, we say it often, especially when we see children or in, you know, are you in a, off in your dream world, off in your own little world? And that's exactly what it is. We can be trained to do things without needing our conscious minds. Driving, to a certain extent, can be done relatively subconsciously, but not completely. How about eating? That's another subconscious action. How many times have you been focused on a film in the in the cinema and munched your way through a full bag of popcorn? You manage to take the piece of popcorn out of the bag, move it to your mouth without dropping it, hitting the right place of getting it in your mouth without looking. Your mouth received it. You chewed it until it was a suitable size to swallow, to swallow without choking, and you repeated the motion over and over again without a conscious thought. None whatsoever. You just sat there and munched your way until, of course, your conscious thought came in because your movement was interrupted because your hand couldn't locate any more popcorn. So you suddenly look down, look at the packet and think, oh, I've eaten it all. So you did all of that without your conscious mind being involved. Your your subconscious mind kept you safe, followed procedures and you ate all the popcorn. Now, many people suffer with anxiety or stress with things like exams, interviews, public speaking, the dark, or being alone in the house, or going outside, loads and loads of different things. There's so many different triggers for for different people. Our conscious minds, that's our thinking minds, can logically detect that these situations are not truly life-threatening. But our subconscious minds cannot distinguish between real or perceived threats. A threat is a threat as far as our unconscious minds are concerned. 
The irritation we feel between what we know in our conscious minds to be perfectly reasonable and what our subconscious minds interprets as danger can in itself be really stressful and cause what can be debilitating anxiety. Many of my clients tell me that they know that their anxiety is unreasonable or not logical and they can clearly determine the lack of real threat but that knowledge, that thinking doesn't help. And I understand that perspective myself because that was the same for me. Quite often there is a mismatch in our brains when a particular situation is detected. Let me give you an example. You're walking home one evening in the dark and you hear footsteps behind you. You are texting your friend at the time and are only vaguely aware of someone behind you. You're not afraid. You feel safe in this neighbourhood and you walk this route regularly, so you feel no fear whatsoever. Then suddenly the person behind you knocks you to the ground and grabs your phone. When you've regained your thoughts after the shock of what happened, you're able to analyse the situation and conclude that it could have been much, much worse. You've lost your phone, which is extremely annoying and will need some sorting out, but you're not hurt and you're determined that you won't let this change your life. You can consciously understand that this was a random act, an opportunistic theft. You will learn from it and keep your phone in your pocket next time. You brush yourself off and head home, irritated, annoyed, angry, but only your pride is hurt. Over the next few days, you arrange to get a new phone, download all your apps, etc. and carry on as before. Several months later, you are walking with some friends in a completely different area. It is a summer's evening, lovely, warm summer's evening. Sun hasn't completely set yet and you are chatting away, having enjoyed an evening out. You suddenly find yourself cowered on the ground against the wall of a garden, frozen and terrified. You have no idea what just happened. Your friends comfort you with great concern and another concerned person who was coming up behind your group joins them. What happened? In this instance, your mind has made a mismatch. Your subconscious mind heard steps behind you, even if you didn't, but then linked the sound of those steps to danger from your previous encounter and triggered the fear response, causing you to freeze. It may have made you run away, like the flight response, or even challenge the person, the fight response. It's a frightening experience with no known explanation to you. Many people experience this. This can also be known as post-traumatic stress response and can be incredibly scary. It's disorientating and very distressing. The trigger can be a smell, a noise, a colour, anything actually that makes some sort of connection with the previous situation. However significant or indeed insignificant the event may have been, our subconscious minds filed it away as danger. And it's been look, our subconscious minds have been looking out for the same situation as before, just to keep us safe, because that's what it's there for. It's to keep us alive. Soldiers on returning from war zones, or abuse survivors, accident victims, and many other Terrible situations can all experience these situations, but the situation, as in the example above, can be mild in comparison to other events in our lives. Sometimes it makes sense, other times it just doesn't. Another example 
is when someone with OCD feels compelled to do something over and over again to avoid danger. In this instance, doubt and fear can be mixed up to an alarming level and many if and must thoughts are present. Performing the required actions fully, without interruption, to the expected standard provides only temporary relief. The need to continually perform these actions to a greater, more thorough standard is what my clients report and what both creates some feeling and some relief and some of that feeling of relief and also reinforces the need to continue with these actions to avoid the danger, creating a vicious cycle of fear and anxiety. When we understand what our bodies are doing and why, this can help us to deal with overwhelming anxiety. When we understand that we are not at fault, that our bodies and minds are just trying to protect us, we can start to unravel the situation we find ourselves in and work towards a more relaxed and calm, peaceful life. It may feel like we cannot overcome anxiety at times. These feelings are all-encompassing and completely overwhelming, and our reactions can be inappropriate or embarrassing or even dangerous to ourselves or others. The good news is that this type of overwhelming anxiety is something our minds have learned. It's something that it's been programmed in. We're not born with it. These reactions are not innate within us. Although the fear response is innate, the learning that our our subconscious minds have taken from situations is incorrect. And our minds have learnt that. Circumstances, events, beliefs and experiences, they've all led us to where we are. But if we've learnt it, if our subconscious minds have learnt these things, then they can unlearn them. Unpacking the deep beliefs, the rules, understanding and misunderstandings that are held in our subconscious minds ignites a transformational experience which can free us from the clutches of this condition and release us to a new life, a life of choices, of freedom, to live the life we really want. Thank you for listening to today's show. Please follow or subscribe to get the latest episodes as soon as they're available. Whilst you are there, please also comment and review as it helps me and other listeners know what is good and what is not. If you would like to get in touch, feel free to reach out to me via the contact details in my show notes or through Facebook at Finding Freedom Club.